0: This week, a group from our Beijing office headed to Shaanxi Province in central China for some forums and some private meetings. To get a roundup from those meetings, we're on the line with our Vice President for China Operations, Matt Margulies, from the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Matt Margulies is our Vice President for China Operations based in Beijing. So, Matt, I understand you were in central China last week for Expo Central China. How, How did things go there?
1: Hey Ian. Yeah, you're right. We were in Taiyuan in Shanxi Province last week for a number of forums and private meetings with China's central government and provincial leadership of some of China's six central provinces, which include uh, Shanxi, Hebei, Henan, Hubei, Hunan, and Anhui. Uh, you know, these are some areas of China that traditionally receive less attention from foreign businesses. And so MOFCOM every year works together with the provincial governments to host this conference called Expo Central China each year on a rotational basis among the six locales. While some U.S.CBC members do have investments or operations in these areas, they are generally less exposed to these places than other coastal cities. We like to participate in these events to support our colleagues at MOFCOM and also to help provide a platform for companies to hear directly from provincial leaders and from MOFCOM about opportunities to develop elsewhere, more inland in China.
0: So I understand you guys participated in a few high-level meetings there. Can you talk about those a little bit?
1: Yeah, that's true. The conference VIP from the Chinese government was Vice Premier Hu Chunhua. Of course, MOFCOM falls within Vice Premier Hu's portfolio, and so he did his part to uh, raise the profile of the event. USCBC, for our participation, was given a speaking slot in a private round table with Vice Premier Hu, which also included Vice Minister Wang Xiaowen and a number of vice minister-level officials from other Chinese ministries. In those meetings, we talked about a number of things, but primarily hit on a few key points, including hopes for reopening of travel between the U.S. and China, opportunities for cooperation in the energy and climate space, and really the need for greater market access and a more competitive playing field here in China. There were also some U.S.-China-focused roundtables with Vice Minister Wang Xiaowen and his MOFCOM colleagues that USCBC took part in as well.
0: And did the Chinese government have any particular message for industry in your engagements while you were there in Taiyuan?
1: You know, first I would say that it was a positive sign that MoFcom specifically singled out American industry for discussions in a conference that was focused on foreign investment broadly, right? Industry and associations from Europe and Japan, Korea and elsewhere were present at the Expo Central China. But MoFcom only held country-specific forums with the U.S., that's a positive takeaway from this event that I think we shouldn't overlook. Um, from some of the conversations we had in, in our meetings, I would say China's government leadership had a few key points that I'll convey to our podcast audience. First would be that, you know, they noted that China's economy is recovering well and that vaccine distribution in China is now moving along rapidly. But they cautioned that COVID uncertainty remains the biggest challenge for all of us. And You know, what I read from this statement, it wasn't expressed explicitly, but to me that seemed to be a response to concerns raised by USCBC and others about the difficulty of travel to China during the COVID era. USCBC continues to raise this as an important topic in our engagements, but we're clear that, understandably, it will likely still take time for the Chinese government to get more comfortable with the concept of open borders. Second, USCBC and multiple companies raised the prospects of increasing market access in China and creating a more level playing field here in hopes of further attracting and stabilizing foreign investment in China at a time of global economic uncertainty. Our Chinese counterparts noted that China continues to open up and welcome foreign investment, but also noted that China is a relatively young market economy in the reform era, and thus it's still gonna take a bit of time to open fully. Now, this language isn't new for observers of US-China relations, but for those of us expecting rapid or dramatic changes to China's economic model, I think it's safe to say we'll probably have to wait a bit longer. Third, we heard points on China's dual circulation initiative and that many observers had really misinterpreted the concept, at least to the Chinese government. Namely, they said that domestic circulation is about increasing domestic consumption in China, which is something that foreign economists have called for for a while, and so foreign industry shouldn't be concerned. Second, the international circulation component of the dual circulation concept, in their view, was about better integrating the Chinese market with foreign sellers. And again, while this message isn't entirely new either, the points on shifting China's economic model, while maybe not yet borne out by economic data, should be welcomed by most U.S. companies. And so it's useful that the Chinese government continues to use this messaging and recognizes concerns that have been raised globally uh, around the concepts of self-sufficiency and how that could possibly relate to dual circulation. Finally, we heard uh, from MIT and MOFCOM that they are going to be holding conferences with companies later this year on the topics of semiconductors and auto manufacturing. And I, I thought that was particularly interesting because it lined up fairly closely with the Biden administration and how the White House has been holding meetings with similar groups of industries over the last month or so as businesses globally grapple with supply chain shortages for semiconductors.
0: Great. That sounds like some fairly productive meetings overall. So thanks for sharing, Matt.
1: Sure thing, Ian. Always glad to be here. And I would just end by saying that USCBC has a number of upcoming engagements for members with Chinese government officials in the next few weeks. And so I'd encourage all members that are listening to get in touch with USCBC if they'd like to find out more about participation in some of our central government and also provincial meetings that we have over the next few months or second half of the year.
0: Yes, absolutely. You can find Matt's contact information in the show notes below if you don't already have it, or you can find it on our website on our staff page, which I'll also include. So do get in touch. That does wrap up things for today, though. So again, Matt Margulies is our vice president for China operations based in Beijing. China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council. You can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave it a rating, leave it a review, and send it to your colleagues. And as always, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back in a week.